Well, hey everyone, welcome to the Exchange Podcast. We are so pumped that you made your way here, and we pray that these episodes would be practical and inspiring for your walk with Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. I'm pumped because we are going to be talking about relationships, but we're going to be talking specifically about sex tonight and what the Bible says about sex. Come on, somebody. Don't go quiet on me. We can have fun in this moment. Just saying, we, we have full permission to have fun during this moment and um, as we get to grow together and see what God has to say about this because it's important because let's be honest, the world is, is saying a lot 24-7 and shaping our culture and what we um, can easily do is attach ourselves to what the world thinks about sex but God has something to say about it. And I'm really excited to just open up his word and dive into it. And before we really get to that part, before we get to intimacy and talking about sex, I think it's really important for us to go back to the very beginning, which we've done a couple times in this series. And we go back to Genesis. We go back to the, the very start. So we go back to Adam and Eve and, and just read a little bit of Genesis 2. So if you have your Bibles with you, why don't we open up to Genesis 2. Does anyone have their Bibles with them, like an actual paperback? Digital is good. That's second place. There we go. Nice, Sam. That is, that is a Bible right there. That's like, you could beat someone up with that Bible, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's, I, have, I literally have mine. That's an ESV. It's like that thick. It's like a cinder block. Um, so don't mess with me, just saying. All right, cool. So Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 18. Let's read it together. So it says, Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, cool. Let's continue. I will make him a helper fit for him. Amen again. Verse 19. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. Verse 20. The man gave Names to all livestock and to the birds of the the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So we see there's an issue, there's a problem. Verse 21, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. Verse 22, and the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woe man. Come on, somebody. And brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Verse 25, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Come on, somebody. Um, Tonight, I wanna preach a message entitled, the S word, the S word. You guys ready? I don't even think you're ready. You guys like leaning in, you ready? Amazing, okay. All right, let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. I thank you that we can actually um, come around your word and have a healthy conversation about sex and see it from your point of view and see that it's actually a gift from you. So I just pray that we would be able to maybe in this moment um, for some of us actually gain freedom from this conversation that we're gonna have tonight, that you're gonna actually break some chains, Lord. 
and that we are gonna have better clarity by the end of this message. That's what we're believing for. We thank you that you're in this moment and we pray that there would be true change in our hearts, God. Maybe some things that we've once believed about sex, but things that we could actually change and, and view it from your perspective tonight. So we thank you in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, could you just give God praise just for like five seconds real quick? If he's been good to you. So excited. All right, cool. Well, hey, I, I love this passage, and this really just frames up how Eve was made. And I don't know about y'all, like the men in the place, I'm thankful that Eve was creative, right? Or created, not creative. She was probably creative too. But I'm thankful that Eve was creative, that, that, that God actually created a helper fit for the man, for Adam. It's amazing. And I wanted to actually just go through a couple observations, a few things that are worth pointing out about this passage of scripture. And I wanna go back to verse 18, where it talks about how God made a helper fit for him. I think that's beautiful. The garden was not yet good. It was just optimal, right, before Eve. It wasn't good because Adam was currently alone in this moment. And helper fit, that the word specifically, we're gonna, we're gonna study a word tonight. I'm really excited. So the word fit in Hebrew um, translates to konegdo, konegdo, which appears twice in the Old Testament. And it's really, it's in this passage here. And what it translates to is like against him or as opposite him. So that's really interesting to me because the, the, the prerequisites are, are one, that she is human, right? And secondly, that she is opposite of him. So we see that she is also human, but she's also, um, there, is, there is a definite um, biological difference, right? Because she is like against him or as opposite him, which is beautiful. So both partners are human, they're from different families, and there is a biological difference. Difference, and that's, that's where we have to start. But there's also another observation that I really love in verse 21, which is pretty cool. God placed Adam in a deep sleep. And we, we read that, right? And then removed a rib and made Eve. So I think it's cool that God didn't take um, part of Adam's foot and, and, and then for that to be some type of representation that, that Adam is over Eve in some way or or God didn't take part of Adam's head for Eve to, to be authority over Adam, but it was from his side. This is actually beautiful. If you think about that, that God took a rib from his side so that someone could do life alongside him. You see that? You catching that? I think that's actually amazing that Eve balances Adam out. There's partnership there. So that's a beautiful thing. And that, I think that's where we need to start before we even talk about intimacy, before we even talk about sex, that, that God removed a rib and, and made a helper fit to do life alongside Adam, which is actually, it's so cool. And, it, and it's, it's an amazing picture, right? It's an amazing picture. And also I wanna say, um, the women in the house shouldn't really be worried that they are described as a helper because God is a helper, Amen. So it's not less than that, like, they're, they're in relationship with each other. Yes, they're different, right? There's biological difference, but we talked about it last week that our differences actually make us better, right? Like, Mallory makes me better because she's different than me. One, she's a woman, and that's amazing. 
and she, she has different desires, different tendencies, different characteristics. She's a different person than me, but she compliments me. So Eve complimented Adam, and it's beautiful. We see this idea of partnership and, and Adam needing someone to do life alongside. That's why God made Eve. So it's beautiful. So I want to go into a couple points tonight. Again, I think that we've been fed lots of lies about sex, and I want to just talk about some truths about sex. Is that okay? You ready? You're leaning in? No one's leaning in. Amazing. All right, cool. All right. So the first one is this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Sex is all about purity. Sex is all about purity. And I want to just explain that for a minute. So in regards to setting your future marriage up for a win, sex is all about purity. What you do in the meantime before you're married, remaining pure and, and having set boundaries in place, sex is all about purity. I wanted to just read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, starting in verse 1. It says, now for the, the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man to not have sexual relations with a woman. Hold up now. Verse 2, but since sexual immorality is occurring, right? So this is Paul speaking uh, in response to the issues that were written um, from the Corinthians. So there was an issue of sexual immorality occurring. So verse 2, but since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. Verse four, the wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. Hallelujah, amen, let's go. In the same way, the husband, you guys are so quiet right now. Come on now, it's all right, we can have fun. I lost my place, but that's all right. Uh, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. I don't think men have a problem with that in marriage. But verse five, so we don't have a problem. That's good. Verse five, do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent for a time, not for a long time, for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. So that's a good reason, right? Okay, let's not, let's not be intimate right now. Let's just pray for a moment, just quick, and then... Get back to it. So, <laughs> then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Verse six, so I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. So did you know that the pursuit of purity is actually possible today? I just want to instill hope in this moment. It is actually possible. Is it difficult? Yes, it's difficult. But is it worth it? 100%. It's always worth it. Um, we immediately see sex in this passage within the framework of marriage, right? So he is, he is identifying there's an issue. The people are having sex out of wedlock, but he brings a solution. So each man should have his own wife. Each woman should have her own husband. So it goes on to that, and we see this framework of marriage, which is a beautiful thing. And I know that maybe um, through this, this journey of realizing that, that sex is all about purity, I think um, sometimes we can walk through life 
and just get completely nailed by what the world has to say about sex. Our culture is, is twisted in a way and just says, it's your body, you can do what you want. You can do, you can have sex with whoever you want at any moment with anyone and, it, and it's fine because you have the right to do that as your body, but that's not the, the, the way that God sees sex. It's how, not how God originally designed sex. So he, he, he designed it in the framework of marriage. And hear me, I'm not, I'm not shaming and, and, and um, condemning anyone in this room. If you've struggled in the past, I wanna, please hear me tonight. There is restoration. There's no condemnation. There's hope for you. Like you can actually move on. You can bring um, whatever you're dealing with to the table, to God, and lay down that burden. And there's forgiveness in his name. Like you can actually move forward, forget the former things, you know, of how, how you've messed up in the past. I'm not, I'm not here to judge you. And, and Jesus wants you to have a healthy relationship in the future. You can actually move on, move forward, and, and be restored by bringing God in, in your life more and, and there is hope for a healthy relationship. But, it, but you have to have God at the center, right? We have to have Jesus at the center. I remember um, countless times when it comes to this idea of purity. Mallory and I, we worked through that a lot. And we really wanted, you know, to have clear set boundaries. And it was hard, but it was achievable because we were both on the same page. We were both committed to, okay, cool, let's remain pure. It's worth it. There's a blessing on the other side of this. Once we say, I do, on, on our special day, like, there's gonna be so much blessing attached to it. And there is, there really is. I promise you, it's worth the wait. It really is. But I was at Hillsong College. A lot of you know that I, I went to school for two years over there. And Mallory actually came my second year of college, and she just was on a working holiday visa. And she was working all the time. I was in school all day. Um, before she had a job, she was just sitting around at the house, like doing nothing. I felt bad. So whenever I would get out of school, I'd get out of class, I'd go straight to her house and say, hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? Try and get some pad thai, you know what I'm saying? Because like the pad thai was amazing over there. Thai food over there is so good. Anywho, um, I lost my train of thought because I just was reminded of how good that food was. <laughs> pad thai is so good, chicken pad thai. Okay. This is not a food message, I promise. Um, yeah, but I, I remember one night, um, Mallory was like, hey, do you want to come over and watch a Netflix movie? And I was like, mm, yep. So, <laughs> 100%. So I went over there, and I realized very quickly that no one else was home but her. And, she, you know, she was living with a whole apartment of girls that were going to college. They were amazing. And um, went over there, and I was like, hello. And then she's up, and so above the kitchen was where she was staying in, like, a loft. And she had, like, a roommate up there, and th there was two mattresses, and that was it up there. And she was like, yeah, uh, no, one, no one else is here. And I was like, oh, red flag. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm chill. I'm good. I'm good. And I, I just started to begin to have like an internal conversation with myself. I'm like, I don't know. That's red flag number one. Red flag number one. Okay, cool. We're just chilling. We're good. She's like, you want to watch a movie? I was like, Shh, sure. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. Let's, let's chill. Let's chill. Not like that, but let's chill. So we went upstairs. And then um, 
She was like, I'm thinking, like, I mean, we don't have a couch, so you just want to watch the movie, like, on my bed. And I was like, red flag number two. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, let's watch the movie. (laughs) So we're laying down and watching the movie, and just for all the guys in the house, like, do not follow my example. This is not a good idea. So we're, like, laying down. Probably 10 minutes into the movie, like, I just couldn't handle, like, the internal conversation that was going on in my head. I was like, hey, love you. I got to go, babe. And she's like, what? What are you talking? We just started a movie. Where are you go?" And then, I, like, shut the door and, like, peace. Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm not going to go there. Like, that was a line that I was drawing in the sand, right? I was like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm feeling like I want to do more than I should right now in this moment. So I'm going to draw a line in the sand. And then I'm going to go the opposite way because I love you. And I don't, you know, I love you so much that I'm leaving. And she was, like, confused at first. But then we chatted about it later, and it was all good. So purity is all about sex. And is it, again, difficult at times? Yes, it is, but it's so worth it. So second point tonight. (laughs) If y'all weren't awake yet, like, this second point is going to wake y'all up. Seriously. (laughs) Okay. So sex is all about purity. And number two tonight, if you're taking notes, sex is for procreation and pleasure. I just said that. So it really is. So procreation, I I love Genesis uh, chapter one, verse 28. It says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Hallelujah. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. I think what's pretty cool is that God's creation can create new life. And we're encouraged to do so. Like, isn't that cool that the God, the creator, the creator of the universe, created us to create? And he encourages us to have families. Like, I I cannot wait. And this is not an announcement, but I cannot wait (laughs) until I have kids. That was not like a low-key, like, hey, we're pregnant. We're not yet, okay? So, not yet. One day, one day. Um, But be fruitful and multiply, right? We see this this idea of procreation in God wanting us and encouraging us to be fruitful and increase in number. And then secondly, uh, pleasure. So Proverbs chapter 5 I personally can't believe this is in the Bible, but we're going to read it. It's the Word of God. Don't shoot the messenger. This is, it's the Bible, okay? I'm just trying to read the Word of God, people. So, verse 15, drink, so before we get into it, Proverbs here is talking about and describing a healthy marriage, okay? Just disclaimer, marriage. Verse 15, drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, your streams of water in the public squares, let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. May your fountain be blessed, and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Amen. A loving doe and a graceful deer. Never heard that before. May her breast satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. Interesting, right? So let them be yours alone, never to be shared with strangers. Verse 17 really stuck out to me. Later it says, may may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. So there's this idea of procreation being an importance when it comes to sex in marriage and then pleasure. God created sex as a gift. I just wanna remind you, 
that God actually created it for a gift for us in the, the framework of a marriage. And I think, um, I don't know about y'all, but some of us maybe that have been in church for a long time, like since we were kids in youth group, I think um, maybe without meaning to, we've been taught that like sex in general is just bad, like never, no, right? Like never, 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 or you're gonna die. It's like, <laughs> really? You're gonna, you're, it's like, that's a bit dramatic, but uh, okay, got it. Not going to even talk about it. Like, <laughs> I'm good. But that's not the case, right? Like, sex is a beautiful thing, but in the framework of marriage. So in the marriage bed. So procreation and pleasure. That's, that's one, those are the two things that, that sex is also for. And it's, it's not um, a thing that we need to be shameful of or guilty of. And let me say this too, for some of you all that maybe have been taught that when you were younger, like you have full permission to not bring that into your marriage. Does that make sense? Like to feel shame, feel guilty about actually being intimate with, with your husband or your wife. Like it's a beautiful thing. It's meant to be enjoyed. God gave it as a gift, amen? All right, so it's for procreation and pleasure. And lastly tonight, sex is not just physical. It is emotional and spiritual. So it's not just physical. It's not just physical. And Mark chapter 10, verse six, I just wanna read this to you. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. I think this is really cool. This is really, really cool. Um, a couple things to point out from this scripture. So the first thing, the two becoming one, is yes, a physical act, but it's also an emotional experience. It is from your feelings for that person that you're in relationship that sex becomes an emotional experience, right? You have a connection with that person. It's not one plus one equals two in, in the, the idea of, of um, how God views sex in this moment. It's one plus one equals one. So the two become one. What God has joined together, that's the second part that's beautiful. What God has joined together shows that one of many things why it is actually spiritual. It's a spiritual act. Your oneness is spiritual because of who created it all. The, the two becoming one to, to create a, a new one from God in the covenant of marriage, it is what God has joined together that makes it much more than just physical or much more than just a sexual experience. You're still with me tonight. So it's not just physical, it's spiritual. And it's emotional as well. And I, I just want to, to go back to the culture thing for just a second. We as believers, we as, as Christians, we can lead the way in this idea of, of just staying pure, in this idea of being reminded that it's worth the wait. Can I, can I just say that it, it's actually worth holding on to your convictions? Like if, if, if you want to, to just try and strive and, and, and work to do this the right way, to walk with God, keep him at the center of your relationship, 
and, and walk down the path of purity. It is possible. You can do it with him. But let's hold on to our convictions. Let's not remember what God's word says. You hear me tonight? Let's not forget about that. And again, I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just saying that we can actually collect, collectively keep each other accountable. Like it, I, I know that I remember when I was younger, I had a whole crew of dudes that were always checking in with me and just seeing how I was doing in general. And we can, we can keep each other accountable. We can hold ourselves to, to our convictions, what we know is true because of God's word speaking it to us. And we can take the road of purity. So it's all about purity. Sex is for, is for procreation and pleasure. And it's not just physical. It's emotional and it's spiritual. Well, we hope you enjoyed that message and we pray that it blessed you. Make sure to show us some love and hit that subscribe button, but we also love to connect with you. So email us at podcast at colonialchurch.life or you can hang with us every Tuesday night at 550 State Road 207 in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed. Thank you.